So what good is there in fasting? I mean, why should we do it? Why should we not eat as much or not eat at all? Um, the Pharisees seemed to do it so they could check it off, so they could uh, show everybody what they had done or not done, not eaten so much. Um, and we could do that beautifully. We could go to a restaurant and say, I'll just have a piece of toast without any butter. <laughs> you know, uh, I'll just have a half a cup of water, please, just a half a cup. Oh, we could dramatize this and make it fantastic to, to watch, to look at. Look, at. look at how little I'm eating in praise of God. But the purpose of the fast is to change the heart. And this is why God seems angry in the language of the Bible, because his people are fasting, but by the end of the day they're quarreling and fighting they're not noticing the poor and any needs around them. So what good is it if you fast to become a better person, but you end up a worse person? <laughs> then your fast was just a physical bodily thing. But the real fasting that God speaks of, that Jesus in particular speaks of, is a kind of a fasting that takes place inside the heart. And in fact, when his disciples were not fasting, and people pointed out, why don't your disciples fast? And the, it's a very interesting phrase. He says, the day, he says, can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? He's the bridegroom, Jesus. So when he's gone, when he leaves, well, then you fast. But actually, Jesus was teaching fasting of the heart, I think, as he went about doing all those things that the first reading spoke of. Isaiah said about clothing the naked, uh, caring for the poor, feeding the hungry, untying the thongs that, that keep people down like their sicknesses and evil spirits and their blindness and deafness. And Jesus went around touching all of this, healing all of this, and then taught his disciples to do the same and sent them out as, as his disciples to do the same, to go out there and untie the thongs Untie the things that are oppressing people. Help them be free. Help them. And then after he would leave them uh, and he would die and rise and spend some time with them and then be gone, um, maybe then they need to fast. Maybe then they need to fast. But not just to do something to the body, but to keep deepening the opening of their spirit so that through fasting... Uh, they might become more aware. So how does it work? Well, if we fast, that is, we eat less, and if, therefore, we experience hunger physically, it is so much easier to make a connection, or it should be, with spiritual hunger. So that if we're hungry and we're uncomfortable and we feel that, and it, sometimes it even hurts so hungry, geez, I can't wait to eat something. Then maybe we could look around at the poor and the homeless and, and realize how hungry and thirsty they are, and not just for food and drink, but for cleanliness and for a place to use a bathroom and for clean clothes and, and not wearing underwear for four weeks. And, you know, maybe in our hunger we would sense the great hungers of this world. I mean, just stop and think. If in Turkey right now, in Syria, if 
and the numbers I'm sure are up, but uh, two days ago it was 40,000 people dead. What would it be like if we woke up today and found out on the news that 40,000 Angelinos died overnight? 40,000. What would be the effect? It would be like having um, a monster kick us in the guts. Just wow. And counting, by the way. What would it be like? So I think this Lent and these scriptures, they talk about physical fasting, but only because that should lead us to a deeper spiritual insight a deeper spiritual awareness. And if we fast, and if we hunger, and then we taste the hungers of the heart, then I think the spiritual growth that God really wants us to experience will happen even more deeply.